These Tigers are the champs. RIT took home the top trophy at the Collegiate Penetration Testing Competition International Finals in 2021, beating out student teams from 63 other schools in the ethical hacking simulation, including Stanford, Cal Poly, and Carnegie Mellon. In today's edition of Intersections, the RIT podcast, team captain Sungwon Choi, a fifth-year RIT computing security BSMS student, and Spencer Roth, a third-year computing security BSMS student, share their experiences from the team's win and discuss how the collegiate penetration testing competition has impacted their futures in the ever-changing field of cybersecurity. Could you tell us about what like pen testing is or penetration testing is in the context of cybersecurity? So as a business, you want to make sure that you are secure and that any vulnerabilities would be mitigated against or, or patched. And so as an outside attacker, I would be looking to find ways to get into your network and steal data or cause havoc, uh, disrupt business operations. And so essentially what pen testing is supposed to be is finding these vulnerabilities, but showing uh, to a business how they could actually be exploited and the, the seriousness of, of these issues and what the threat is to your business. In like a very high overview, it's like taking the perspective of an attacker, right? Security is kind of reactive. Uh, the attackers will attack first and the security will reactively, you know, respond to that. But penetration testing is taking a more of a uh, proactive uh, approach to security and taking the perspective of an attacker and just trying to find vulnerabilities before the actual uh, attackers do. So it's like being a, a professional devil's advocate. Kind of going along with pen testing, there's this competition, the CPTC. Uh, could you explain kind of what CPTC is and uh, how maybe you got involved in it or other security competitions? Sure. So CPTC stands for Collegiate Penetration Testing Competition. And CPTC is a competition where the organizers will actually try to create a simulated company, like a fake company with an actual web page, with actual employee names, job titles. They have their own LinkedIn page. And they want the student teams to play a role of a security consulting firm and do a penetration testing on a company. So you would do like pre-engagement documentations. You will sign a non-disclosure agreement like as if you would do in real life. You will have a client call, like actually calling you on the phone. It's one of the CPTC organizers, but they play a role of a uh, company CEO or something, and they will call you. Uh, you have to write a mid-engagement report or something similar assignment to that. And you have to write a penetration testing report at the end. You have to do a presentation to the CEOs and the, uh, the board of executives to that company. So this is a simulated penetration testing engagement that students can actually participate on. It's, it's a really, really fun competition for me. Uh, what kind of things have you learned through CPTC, Spencer? So this year's competition was really focused on critical infrastructure. The company that was simulated was called Next Generation Power Electric and Water. It was basically a company that managed transformers and managed a dam. And we had they hired the student teams to kind of come in and try to figure out a way in. And so our team this year was very diverse and, and spread out as far as what we were working on. I think that might have uh, had, a, had a key role in, in why we were able to do so well this year. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. We uh, we try to focus on having very diverse teams in terms of uh, skill sets and techniques and their mentality as well. So we had one 
specialist for each region uh, or each subdomain of security. And I think that really worked out well. Um, so how was the whole experience of CPTC for you uh, in terms of prepping for the competition and actually participating like hands-on keyboard? For me, it was a lot of preparation. It was lots of time, um, you know, practicing technical skills, but also report writing and presentation skills. As far as preparation, it, it was still a lot of work. And we had a lot of long nights as a team, making sure that we were uh, ready and, and prepping outlines and, you know, our first, what we were going to do in the first five minutes of the competition, because really that's the most crucial point is making sure that within the first five minutes, we're gathering all the information that we need. We're going to be all set up. Otherwise, if we don't start off strong, it's it's very difficult to recover. It's like any other race. That preparation was a lot, but I think it paid off. And during the competition, it was real pressure. They The CPTC organizers did a very good job of creating that pressure. And there was points where we saw, uh, where we found different vulnerabilities, where we had to reach out to the company and they would be saying, oh, well, we want you to do this. We want you to do that. And we had to be careful not to mess up because we are dealing with critical infrastructure. And so ever, any wrong move could you know, flood the dam or take down transformers. So that was very stressful, but uh, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun overall. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think this year's competition was really stressful for the student teams, especially because last year it was about a bank and the year before it was about, I think, uh, something to do with uh, electric voting systems. But this year is a critical infrastructure, right? So if student teams make mistakes uh, in this simulated environment, the actual dams will like turn off or the water levels will uh, rise. Now, those kind of catastrophic things can happen. So this was something that as students, we've never experienced before. I mean, if we make mistakes in classes, well, you know, you get some points off deducted in your lab scores, but, you know, you're not bringing down the entire dam. So those kind of like mental pressure was real. It was really stressful, but really fun at the same time. Doing this kind of CPTC competition have definitely opened up my eyes and definitely made me to appreciate more about what I'm doing in front of the keyboard, that every command that I type can affect the client's infrastructure. And so that's you know, something that you just don't get to learn in a classroom environment. Is there anything else that you have learned through CPTC that is not really reflected on your learnings from the classroom? I think first off, even in the classroom, RIT really focuses on hands-on learning, which I think is fantastic, but there's only so much that you can do in the classroom. Like you, like you mentioned, Choi, we can't simulate pressure really in the classroom. It's, it's grades and everything. So presentation skills and report writing was, was, was huge because for, for this year's CPTC, we were presenting in front of actual companies like IBM uh, and there were their actual executives there. And so it was trying to prepare and, and learn how these soft skills make such a large impact on your, your everyday you know, pen testing engagements. So that was one of the biggest things I've learned. How about you? Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, I came to RIT because of hands-on learning and I really appreciate it and I've learned a ton. But at the same time, soft skill is as important as technical skills. And it's something that a lot of engineer students kind of miss out on. So uh, through CPTC, you get to learn a ton of soft skills, like actually interacting, talking with your client, doing a presentation that represents and translates your technical finding into something that 
you know, non-IT or non-technical people can understand and digest. And um, CPTC really helped me to like experience and uh, teach me a lesson that soft skills do matter. You mentioned how these soft skills are so important. Are you going to be taking that and moving there? You know, how, how was CPTC going to help you in your further, further your career? Sure. So when I first started CPTC, CPTC helped me to like narrow down my interests into offensive security. And in terms of uh, my future career plans, I think through CPTC, I surely experience what penetration testers do in their day-to-day life. So I really enjoyed it. So I think I'll be doing uh, penetration testing or any kind of offensive security work. Um, What about you? Uh, Do you think CPTC have impacted your career goals or your future career plans? Absolutely. I think that first off, CPTC reinforced everything that I was learning on co-op and in the classroom. For me, I am still, I'm still, you know, I am younger than you, so I'm not sure exactly what I want to do as a full-time job. But I think regardless, having the knowledge of offensive security and the offensive security mindset is going to be so beneficial, you know, no matter what area of security I, I choose to go into. I still love the technical aspect. I also love the soft skills. So we'll see which way it turns out to be. But I think regardless, there's there's not a better practice and, and launching pad for, for career goals. Let's kind of like dial back, look at the a little bit of the big picture here. Um, after the pandemic of COVID-19, uh, how is the cybersecurity realm have been affected by that? Do you have any like opinions or perspectives? I mean, as we've seen, cybersecurity across the globe has just become so astronomically important. We've seen all these different uh, different types of attacks on cybersecurity uh, infrastructure. And during a time when the majority of people are working from home, you have to think about it as a business or a corporation. Before, you only had to secure your on-premise network, right? So there was physical security, but it was it was it was just all that you had right there, and all of your data was being stored in one place. But now, with everybody working from home, with the advent of the cloud, there's all these different endpoints are spread all over the place. So now there's such a larger threat landscape to to your company. That just makes cybersecurity even harder and more important. Yeah, definitely. I think you've talked about the boundary of security of a specific company being really blurred. And I really, really agree with that. Like, you know, back in the days, the good old days, all you need to do is secure your company's on-premise network, right? You know which devices you had, you know the network infrastructure, you, you had this like, you know, safe zone. Nowadays, uh, we have the cloud, we have software as a service, you know, third-party application, bring your own device. And now people aren't even bringing their own device because of the pandemic, they're just using their device. So the boundary of attackers, insider threats, and our secure network is really getting blurred. And that gives a ton of chance to the attackers. So I think it's it's a tricky situation because with offensive security, regardless, right, you, the whole point is you're taking on the, the mindset of an attacker. And so for you to do your job, you want to be able to break things. You want to be able to get in. You want there to be vulnerabilities. But from a company side, the reason you're hired is so that there's not that. And so does it excite me? Absolutely, because it'll be more fun. But does it also scare me? Again, absolutely, because, you know, at the end of the day, even if we are offensive security specialists, we're still consumers. We still have bank accounts. We're still using 
Amazon to order things online. And so our information and, and data is still being stored. And so honestly, it, it scares me because we, since we are involved in the information security industry, we are aware of just how dangerous it, it actually is. I think most of the security students will have similar perspective because there are just so many different domains intertwined with each other. You know, there's a really famous words where the attackers only need to find a single weakest link. Now we have all of these different domains that just introduces more links. And of those links, there will be the weakest link that the attackers will uh, exploit. And yeah, it's really concerning for sure. I think that this is, it's, it's huge as we kind of enter this, this virtual place. Thank you for listening to Intersections, the RIT podcast, a production of RIT Marketing and Communications. To learn more about our university, go to www.rit.edu. And to hear more podcasts, subscribe to Intersections on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, or SoundCloud or by visiting www.rit.edu slash news slash podcasts.